In the Pits now has a Patreon. Whether you want to get directly involved with the show, have a product or brand you want to promote, or just want to show support, In the Pits Patreon has tiers for all levels. Head to patreon.com slash in the pits paintball podcast to check out the supporter, sponsor, and partner tiers. Opening up a Patreon was a level I could never have imagined getting to when starting this show a year ago. And whether I get a thousand subscriptions or not a single one, I'm still super thankful for all of the support I've received from all of you. Enjoy the episode. In the Pits is partnered with Hydra. Designed by players for players, you can outfit yourself in Hydra gear from head to toe. Have confidence that when you make a purchase from Hydra, you are purchasing a well-tested and well-thought-out product, trusted by several top teams, including first-place semi-pro team PaintballFit.com. I personally recommend their Hydra Black knee pads. Purchases over $100 receive free shipping. Head to Hydra.fit to browse their selection and discover the Hydra mentality. In the Pits is partnered with XTPL Events. The Extreme Tournament Paintball League is a series put on by the Lukau family of paintball fit fame that gives the opportunity for players to learn and grow together as a team. Three-man, Challengers and Champions X-Ball, Draft Mech X-Ball, and even Youth 3v3. There's something for everyone at XTPL. Not to mention prize toss. Event leagues. In the Pits is partnered with Skull Monkeys Paintball. Equip, engage, excel. In the Pits is partnered with Bem Wraps. Behind every mask is a unique and creative player. Tap into it when you order your next custom headpiece. Their Build a Band lets you communicate with them one-on-one to make your order just the way you want, all the way down to the color of the stitch. Check out their Instagram at Bem Wraps for drops and build videos of them working on orders. They offer very competitive pricing, so reach out today to get started on your own one-of-a-kind headpiece. In the Pits is partnered with Uno's Jerky. Made right here in the state of Texas by J.C. Lamon, Uno's has some of the best-tasting jerky around, and each flavor has ties back to Texas paintball. I personally recommend the Texas Titan flavor. Head to unosjerky.com and use code PITS10, where a portion of every purchase will go back into the Texas paintball scene. In the Pits is partnered with Compete. Compete is a Texas-based brand by Jell Stewart of professional team AC Diesel that provides custom jerseys, pants, headbands, straps, tech shirts, and any other soft goods to help individuals and teams compete at the highest level. Support Texas Paintball and message Compete on Facebook or Instagram and mention In the Pits podcast for 10% off your entire order. In the Pits is sponsored by FU Athletics, created with a purpose and focused on building a better you. We are a brand that matters in your workout, and every purchase gives back to cancer research. Go to thefuathletics.com and use code INTHEPITS25 for 25% off of your order. In the Pits is partnered with Get That Shot. Get That Shot now offers first-in-line photo and video editing, 20% off Get That Shot merch, and 20% off prints to all teams that wear the Get That Shot logo on their jersey. Message Get That underscore Shot on Facebook or Instagram to become a Get That Shot program team. In the Pits is partnered with Paintball Kumite. Paintball Kumite is a program designed by Colt Roberts of professional team San Antonio X Factor to take paintball players of all ages, experience levels, and skill groups and mold them into champions. The program breaks the game down into small, easy-to-learn sessions designed to help you master the fundamentals so that you can elevate your game. 
Newcomers to the program get a free one-hour introductory class when mentioning In the Pits. To sign up for a class, message at paintballkumite on Instagram. Welcome everybody to episode 51 of In the Pits Paintball Podcast. This podcast is focused on everything that has to do with the paintball scene here in Texas, from professional players and teams to new divisional programs, local tournament series, field owners, Texas-based brands, even photographers and videographers. Every week, we'll have a short and sweet episode with a new topic and a new special guest. I'm Christian Smith. I'm a player for the Texas Titans. In this episode, we are going in the pits with Cal Leach, player for the KC Missouri All-Stars. Cal, how are you doing this evening? Doing great, man. Doing great. How about yourself? Doing good. Uh, yeah, we just hit a huge milestone last week, episode 50, and uh, next week we got the one year of the show. So uh, we're fitting you in right here, right at the end of chapter one of this thing. Nice. Excited to be a part of that. Hell yeah. All right, let's get started. So uh, this first question is brought to us by XTPL Events. So for those listening that maybe don't know about you, how long have you been involved in the Texas paintball scene? So I guess I've been playing for, you know, about a year over, uh, about 11 years now, I guess I'd say. So started about 2013, I want to say. Yeah, 2013, 2012. And then whenever I turned 12, got into the tournament side of things and just went from there. So. And just for reference for everybody, how old are you now? I am 20. I'll turn 21 in September. So you've been you've been playing for over ten years at this point, which is more than half your life now. You've been involved yeah. in paintball. Just broke that breach right there. Half my life. So happy about it though. That's crazy. So what are uh some of the teams that you have played for over the years? All right. So this is an extensive list, honestly. Um so I started with the team name Outlaws Destruction Crew out of Outlaw Paintball out in Pflugerville. Shout out to ODK. Started out there, yep. Jared Sherman, great guy. He kind of was the one who taught me a lot during those t- that time. And then uh, a couple people told me, there, hey, you're too young to step up to D4. So I was like, you know what, man? I'm just going to I'm gonna make the break. I'm going to go try out for a team and try and play D4, you know, because felt like I was ready to push the limits. Uh, went over, played with Notorious, played with Marky Franz and those guys over there out at X Factor at the time. Great group of guys, love that. And then uh, I got asked to go play D2, jump from D4 to go play D2 with Diesel at the end of that season. Uh, that was, you know, my first break into, you know, high-level paintball. And then from there, went on to play with Los Angeles Collision and the whole violence community over there. Shout out those guys. Love those guys to death. Another family. And uh, then ended up playing with Indianapolis Mutiny. Um, and then I guested with Ruthless, played a couple, couple events with the Jits, didn't really work out monetary wise. So, but great, great people over there. Um, yeah, played in the Midwest with Vintage and then, you know, here we are, we're, we're back playing with the Casey Missouri All-Stars. Played a little bit with Plum Life before that one event and then now here we are playing with the All-Stars. So super happy about that. And that's a lot of teams for uh, someone who's so, you know, still so young and still has so much left to give in the sport. So uh, this next question brought to you by Skull Monkeys Paintball. So tell us, like, what got you into paintball for the first time? Man, I was like, I was 10 years old and my friend was like, <clears throat> had a birthday party. So I went out there, 
and just went running down the field like it was a nerf, basically. Just having a blast, you know, getting shot up. So I was like, hey, this is cool. So came back to Austin, uh, realized that there was a field about 10, 15 minutes from my house and went over there and basically said, hey, you know, if y'all let me work here and just pay me in paintballs and stuff, then I'll work for y'all. So I go work on the weekends at Austin or yeah, Austin Paintball out in Dripping Springs. And uh, I'd spend my weekends, you know, running guns downfield to, uh, to you know, the rec ball players and all those guys and filling up hoppers, getting guns ready for parties and doing all of that. And then they'd pay me in paintballs and then I'd save up a couple days and go practice. And then occasionally I started stepping on the airball field against other people out there. And one guy eventually said to me, hey, man, you want to come try out for my young guns team? And just all went from there and this i know a lot of people out there that are uh playing now they think you know what if i had gotten started much younger what if i what if i had been introduced to the game earlier like i didn't start playing until 2015 when i was halfway through my freshman year in college and the crazy thing was i lived like in high school uh halfway through my uh, four years in high school, X Factor was built down the street from my parents' house. So I had, you know, potentially two plus years. And obviously there's a couple other fields in that San Antonio, New Braunfels corridor, um, yeah. like paintball nights. Uh, like if you go up to San Marcos to lost paintball, but you know, I had a couple more years that I could have been involved in the sport, but I uh, just wasn't. So that's cool that you're able to do that just from such a young age and it kind of bit you know, the bug bit you right away. Yeah. I'm happy about it. I'm lucky for it. I say so. Well, yeah. So, uh, this question is brought to us by Uno's jerky, head to Uno's com and use code pits 10. So throughout this, uh, second half of your life so far, uh, what are some things that have changed within the Texas paintball scene, either for better, or for worse over the time period? So I'd have to say for better, <clears throat> I've noticed that uh like whenever I first stepped in as I said I tried out for a young guns team and then right as I made the team and there were a bunch of us as kids they were like hey there's no more young guns tournaments so we were like all right we're going to go play D5 then so stepped into D5 with those guys and I think we got something like third in a USXBL series that year and I think my fir- actually no I take that back my first ever tournament was a young guns like HTPL which that kind of faded away after a little bit. And then my second tournament was D4 at uh, PSP Mudfest. And then mm. after that, it just went into playing, you know, D5. But the thing I'd really like to say, like, I see now is t- like places like Bunker Fest, the NXL, like all of that, having like kids' divisions, it's really beautiful to see, honestly. Because at a time when I was playing, like, it, there was. You know, there was nowhere near as many kids my age playing the sport. It it just wasn't really, it, it wasn't tailored to them. There wasn't much they could do to learn. It was hard to get in front of a professional player and learn a little bit. It, you know, it was, it was really hard to get in there. And then also the community at the time itself didn't seem really tailored to kids. You know, my parents personally had a little battle of like, okay, do we want my kid hanging out with like, you know, how people were at the time, which I, I think... Paintball has matured a little bit in that sense, and with all the new Young Guns divisions and the opportunities, like Paintball Fit, 
Paintball Fit, they've done a beautiful job up there of just giving kids opportunities to learn the game, putting them into XTPLs with pro players. It's it's a really amazing thing to see, which I would have probably utilized as a kid to learn some myself. So Yeah, one of the things that's like super crazy is like you, youth division I uh, made its debut. It's it seems like it made its uh return at World Cup uh last year. Uh Bunkerfest has put youth three V three in their whole series and like this past registration, they expanded it from ten teams to fifteen teams and it sold out in less than two minutes. Which is insane to me. Like there's there's fifteen youth teams. There's not even fifteen teams, I don't think, in any of the other divisions yet. And yeah, well, division division four X Ball has fifteen teams right now, but you know, it's taken a couple of couple of days for that to happen. But youth three V three sold out in less than two minutes. That's, That's insane beautiful. to me. And, you know, you've got, I know you said that it was, you know, a little bit harder to get guys like upper level guys in to help out. Like looking at some of the rosters that are uploaded already to these teams on uh, like Bunker Fest, you've got guys like Devin Stewart, Jell Stewart. Um, you've got Andrew Wyatt, formerly of Sacramento DMG got thomas taylor out there with his son like there there's so much support now for these youth division teams and like that pathway is there and i think everyone's just like super excited for some of these kids because like these kids can ball yeah i mean and it's it's hard because at my whenever i was young starting out it was hard for an older person to really grab a relationship with a kid my age and i totally understand that you know what i mean it's hard for them to be like okay like i'm 25 and we've got this 12 year old not necessarily as mature able to learn at the rate that you know we are right now which uh you know that personal thing i had to work on myself but you know we grew up a little bit but you know being able to play with your friends also like a bunch of like a group of kids your age like it's so much it keeps kids going man it keep, it gives them a drive it see you see your buddy doing well in the field then your next buddy's doing well in the field and it makes you want to do well in the field and it just goes from there it's exponential yeah so. paintball is like one of the only sports out there that i know that's not divided by age like if you think yeah. about baseball football basketball like all of these other more mainstream sports they're all divided by age and paintball, it's like for a while there, you've got like 12, 13, 14, 15 year old kids that are going up against grown men or yeah. like with or against them. And that's just like they they need their own division in order to be able to really grow and thrive. Um, and I know at least with the NCPA, which unfortunately isn't you know doing so hot right now just because of how COVID kind of shut down all of the clubs. Um, in the NCPA rule book, they have a separate kind of section just for high school and something that I think would be really cool. And I think the next natural progression of this is as these kids get older, uh, cause like some of these kids that are competing in the youth division are like 12, 13 years old. They're still in middle school. Uh, and as they get into high school, it would be interesting to see if paintball ever gets to a point where it becomes like a a school club thing in high schools. That would be really cool. 
It would be. It would be awesome. I, I think I, as a kid going through high school, I think I maybe thought about that every day, just, you know, for a couple minutes. But yeah, that would be pretty amazing. I know they did it for a little bit. There were a couple of select few high school teams around the country back in the day whenever AC, NCPA was going on. And they had their small event, but it never really grew any bigger than that was. It was probably the biggest that got, so. Well, with this resurgence that we're kind of seeing right now within the sport of paintball, I wonder if that's something that's uh, eventually going to happen. It'd be really cool to see because once we get it, you know, in high schools, I feel like that just adds another level of legitimacy to the sport overall that uh, we're all kind of looking for. 100%. So uh, you've been playing tournament paintball since you were, what, 12 years old? Yeah, since I was 12 years old. And... You know, even that very first year, you're traveling all over the country to compete in either NXL, WC, PSP. You're you're doing all this traveling. So what was that experience like traveling at such a young age to compete? Yeah, that was that it was honestly it as I say all the time, you know, this sport really changed my life. So like you know, I, I kinda grew up in a, you know, well rounded community, I guess I'd say, and you know, great people, you know very supportive um but at the age of 12 you know i kind of just played the usxbl series played a psp and then uh, i actually i played my first world cup that year too in d4 did absolutely horrendous like mm-hmm. i think we got dead last um yeah and then after that went and played d4 that next season with notorious so i was playing with like marky france and a couple of those guys and you know i I, that was the first time I was like, all right, I'm going to step out and play these national events and ended up my first event was out of state was at WCPPL in California. I was in seventh grade at the time. I want to say seventh or eighth grade. No, seventh grade. Yeah. Went and played WCPPL and we placed quite well and then went to Vegas. The That was the next event. And uh, yeah, just went from there and played out the rest of that season. Um, then when I was 14, that's whenever I made the bump to, uh, whenever I made that bump to diesel and that was in eighth grade. And then, so appreciate my dad for everything. You know, he, whenever I was in eighth grade, he was driving me three and a half hours from Austin all the way up to uh Waxahachie, you know, to support me. And, help me allow me to do it, you know. Uh but Jesse Stevens and Tyler Spees would sometimes pick me up and take me for that drive to practice on the weekends and that was that meant a lot to me that they did that. That was that was pretty amazing. Um but yeah, I started playing with Diesel and then at the end of that season we kinda the team kinda trickled off. People went their own ways. It kinda folded a little bit, you know, and then uh I had met David Ramirez in California whenever I was playing on Notorious, or no, it was in Vegas. That's whenever I met him. And uh, he had always said, you know, man, if you come out to California, we'll we'll take care of you. We'll, we'll make sure you learn and you get somewhere. So I always had him as like, you know, he would be at my matches whenever I was playing on Diesel and stuff like that. So I decided to go step out over there when I was 15. I was uh, in ninth grade at the time, and that was – you know, that that was pretty pretty intense, like, all my life. I didn't really realize it until COVID hit and my life paused. You know, that was because mm. I played football, too, for the school over here at Lake Travis. You know, played with some great players, got to practice against some great players, and I appreciate that a lot. But I also had school on top of that, so it was, 
you know, Fridays, I was getting out of school, hopping on a plane to Los Angeles. I'd land at LAX. And then David would either pick me up if he had the time, but obviously, you know, he has work and some other obligations within his life, and I totally understand it. And uh, I'd hop on a bus that I, you know, it felt like five hours after getting on off of that plane, but it was probably like an hour and a half, two hours occasionally, a bus from Van Nuys or to Van Nuys from LAX, and then I'd catch an Uber to his place. And then we would, uh, in the morning, on Saturday morning, drive all the way down to Oceanside, which was a trek. You know, it was about two hours or so, maybe a little less than that. I could be wrong on that. Jeez. Uh, I'm... Yeah, I did that in the morning and then practiced. And then Sunday night, I'd fly home, and uh, then I'd be home at 11 to 1 in the morning, and then it would be football practice at 5 to 6 in the morning the next day, maybe 7 a.m., depending on if they did a late start. And I'd do that throughout the whole week doing homework on the planes and that was that was life at the time that was that was my high school and i cannot imagine like i'm thinking like for reference at the start of all this you're in sixth grade and i'm thinking like and when i was in sixth grade like i was in band like that's that's all I did, you know, and like I can't yeah. imagine like traveling all over the country in seventh and eighth grade to compete not only, you know, not only compete in paintball but compete at a very high level. Uh, yeah. so you jumped from competing with Notorious in Division Four, you jumped to Division Two with uh, Diesel. So talking, uh, backing up a little bit to talking about making the jump to Division Two, uh, yeah. being at such a, such a young age, like you're still what 13, 14 years old at this point. How quickly yeah. uh, did your game and both your mentality have to mature to be able to like truly belong in that division? Yeah, uh, honestly, I wouldn't say that I really belonged in that vision for division for a while. Um, it, I wouldn't, my time at AC, I learned a lot, but didn't know how to use it yet. You know, they, they play with this thing called the system and, you know, it's, it's a very complex, very, like, it's a very complicated form of paintball for sure. And you have to understand it very well to be successful with it. Mm -hmm. And at the age I was at with, you know, all the distractions that come with paintball too, you know, the flashy guns, you know, my mind wasn't necessarily like right there where it needed to be just you know i'm at a young age i'm i'm distracted by a couple little things i'd say uh so my mentality i was still i was still a kid when i was on diesel you know i i learned a lot and it's funny because now i can look back on it and i learn things now based on what i learned as a kid that i remember and i'm like oh like this is what they mean like when greg told me to do this like this is actually what he meant like so i i pick it up more nowadays but I'd say my mentality of the game really changed whenever I stepped into playing in California. You know, they they didn't treat me like a kid. They tr treated me as a as an equal and they they really or they really like worked on getting me like good at paintball. They really like tailored to my mind and a lot of like the people I played with, the people that coached me, uncle mm -hmm. Mex was one of my coaches and all those guys out there in California are laughing that I just said that David Ramirez too. And there's a bunch of guys out there who, you know, they, they really matured me as a kid. They, they, I was able to step out of my ego of a person, which the biggest thing was as a kid, you know, playing high level paintball. Like I'll be completely honest with you about myself. Like, and that's what you have to be, do to you know grow in my opinion but i felt like i was kind of like 
had a little bit of an ego, you know, is like faffing around with some things. I, I just keeping my focus off of like learning, you know, just playing paintball, going through the motions. But once I got to California, you know, they really, they matured me as a player and they put me in a situation. Like they'd be like, all right, cool. Like you're going to step in, in front of dynasty now, like go play <laughs> some points. Like here's the Ironman, go get shot the piss out of by Kyle Spica. And like, you know, I, it it humbled me and it taught me and then i i that's where i feel like i gained that little spark that little like fire inside of me that said nah like i'm gonna go stick that pro player i'm gonna run down the field and try and prove myself and it uh, it wasn't until california that i really feel like i belonged in that division so that was that was pretty gotcha. that, that was awesome i appreciate yeah that. i i know like when you went to California, like you, you had already been playing Division Two with Diesel, and I know you yeah. uh, stepped down to Division Three for uh, like kind of stepping back and forth between Division Two and Division Three, and you found a lot of success in Division Three, uh, winning a couple of events in there. Uh, so, with these teams that you were playing on at this higher level, what roles were you uh, fulfilling? Like, were you just that? that missile or uh did you find yourself playing more like the like the back spots and uh commanding and controlling a little bit or what what roles were you playing i man i was that missile i i was the young fast kid like there's some video on youtube somewhere too which is hilarious and like there was a, an event i wasn't playing the layout too well and i stand on the end of the box and you hear someone go oh the fast kids on the box like that's just what i was you know it's it was like, hey, Cal, you're like, you're gonna book it to the Dorito 50 now, and I'm just thinking, all right, like, hopefully there's not a dip in there, and that was, it was casual to me, it was, it was normal, but, uh, you know, as, as my time progressed, and then once I got onto Mutiny, and started playing over there for a little bit, I, uh, I, I really started getting the opportunity to not be just the missile, because in high-level paintball, to be successful as not that I've had success in the semi-pro division yet, which I'm looking to earn that with my current family and friends right now. But, uh, yeah, you know, you, you can't just be a missile. If you want to be an asset to your team, you have to really dig in and understand the game. And it's, it was, it was me understanding how the game is played like chess, you know, and it, it took me a minute to really understand that. And I'll, you, you'll never a hundred percent understand it. Uh, and I'm still working on that myself, but yeah, it, it took a minute to kind of grasp, get out of the missile role, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. One question that I kind of have for you, uh, somewhat similar to how Nathan Roberts and his journey, uh, coming up as far as like his role on the team and also his age. So yeah. when Nathan was coming up, um, with AC Dallas and first earning the pro spot back in 2014, 2015, the, their strategy was just, hey, Nathan gets in the snake and then he gets joysticked by Greg Pauly on the sideline. Like, how big yeah. of a role was sideline coaching as far as your game at that time? And what was it like it once it went away? Like, I only played one season of 12 5 in sideline coaching. So I never actually got to really experience that to the full extent that it was. Um, it was, you know, I, I was put in a lot of positions while I was playing as a kid that was like, here, we're going to put a really good player behind you and they're going to joystick you on the field. So I feel like the game kind of shifted in that way. So when I went to mutiny, you know, it was either Dave Ramirez or Andy Horvath or 
Josh Navius just joysticking me, the little fast kid up the field at the time, or, uh, you know, we Mark Johnson came and played with us at uh, WCPPL while I was playing with Violence before, and, you know, it, it, I had a lot of higher level players really joysticking me on the field as opposed to the sideline coaching, which I appreciate a lot more because I feel like I learned a lot more from that, if if I had to say so myself. Gotcha. Yeah. So kind of moving forward to your next team, I know you mentioned uh, landing with LA Collision when you started flying out to California. So this question is brought to us by uh, BEMRAP. So in 2018, you're like what, eighth grade, ninth grade, uh, you left your Texas roots. You left Texas completely to go compete in California. And I know you mentioned that the, what was it? David Ramirez was the name again, or David Ramirez, David yeah. Ramirez, who had already been kind of keeping his eye on you. Uh, he was with LA collision. You just kind of naturally landed over there. So Mike, I guess my question for you is like, why California specifically? Was it just because of that relationship with David Ramirez or was there like kind of an allure as far as the level of competition over there? Or what was it that made it like that decision to go to California versus staying in Texas or going somewhere else? Yeah. Well, at the time I saw like in Texas paintball is like quite expensive and it kind of still is a little bit, you know, there's going like the other day I went to a field and I paid $90 for a case and entry. Like that's, that's actually insane. I shouldn't be playing paintball because I currently have a broken collarbone, but I, you know, it was, that it baffled me. And, you know, that's exactly how it was when I was younger. And I was seeing people post like, oh yeah, we just shot 60, 70 cases this weekend. Like we're going into the event. I was thinking to myself, like, that's crazy. Like, the amount you could learn if me and my team had 70k like that there's a lot going on there and then also the uh the opportunities they did quite well with you know mike hinman too is a part of this and he they did quite well at like setting up practice days with high level teams and lower level teams and having players like uncle vex and david coaching me like on a day on a regular basis while i was out there and um that was it was so beneficial. It was like, it felt like practically unlimited paint at that point, you know? And I still, you know, we'd run out of paint and it wouldn't feel like enough. It still wouldn't feel like enough paint. So it, that the allure, the allure over there was really the level of competition I got to play against and how much paintball I could play against them in a weekend because they, because California, the, fields and the paint companies you know mike was running apx at the time and he was very generous with the community out there and great paint too and uh it was you know it it taught it gave me the opportunity to learn a lot because i always was told you know you need to play as much paintball as you can to get better and ultimately cali at the time was the place that allowed me to do that yeah, finances are a huge part of that equation. Just the, I guess, it really just comes down to accessibility. Uh, when you're only paying not, you know, not nearly as much per case, you know, let's throw a number out there. Let's say like, you know, 25, 30 bucks a case. Uh, that makes a big difference versus paying 60 bucks here in Texas or even higher potentially. Yeah. So, well, yeah. if I can add, like, that's for, you know, the kids coming into the sport too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's a lot of kids that probably are sitting there at home watching tournament paintball on their computers saying, like, I dream of playing the sport, but there's no way their parents can pay 
70 80 dollars a weekend with the you know life situation that they're in and i'm fortunate that my parents were able to support me on that and i'm very thankful for it i will always be super thankful for it but i like i feel it all the time like just knowing that there's kids that can't afford to do that like that and it's it, it, it hurts but you know in california i could see that there were a bit more out there than out in texas and at the time because it was a bit more viable it was you know and they were getting good too which you know in the long run helps them out for sure so. yeah one thing that i guess it's it's a little bit difficult to compare paintball to some of these other main more mainstream sports where like all you need, for example, might be a ball and a goal or a public course or whatever to be able to play. Um, but it is expensive to compete in paintball. Like the closest thing, at least in my mind, and anybody out there listening can maybe offer a better example, but the closest thing that I can think of would be like racing, like kart racing. Uh, as far as the constant expenses, like watching... Um, Watching Drive to Survive, for example, and seeing the uh, drivers come up through F3 and F2 to eventually get into F1, like having the constant expenses of like tires and fuel, that that would be more so like what I'm thinking of as far as the expenses like compared to paint, because paint is very, <laughs> very expensive and it adds up very quickly when you're shooting, you know, 30, 40, 50, 100 cases a weekend. Uh, to be able to compete at the top level. And uh, I mean, it might maybe, I, I also know that paint prices have gone way down over the last, you know, 10, 20, 30 years. But it, it, I know at the same time, it's like, hey, we want to grow the sport. That is a barrier to entry right there. Exactly. So I'd have to agree with you. Yeah, for sure. So this next question, uh, so uh, making the about making the jump to D1, and I know you originally landed with Mutiny. So being 15 or 16 years old, tell us, like, how was that experience being at such a young age and joining such a, like, storied organization? Yeah, that's so I originally met the guys in Vegas when I originally met David Ramirez, as I said earlier, and, like, instantly then... Whenever, like, he gave me the opportunity to come play out in California, like, he was currently playing on Mutiny at the time. And I had always, uh, like, I loved all the guys on Mutiny, you know, they were always super supportive of me as a kid whenever I was playing my matches. And so, you know, mentally, I, like, my goal was I'm going to play on Mutiny. I'm going to do everything in my power to work and learn and get myself on that team. I don't care what it is. And I'm, like, 15, 16 years old, and, you know, this is a team of, like, original Los Angeles collision and Miami rage and some like original Indianapolis mutiny players that such as Jason McDonald and, uh, you know, Andy Horvath, Tommy O'Donnell was still around a, a little bit while I was there. So it, you know, I, I said, I'm going to work as hard as I can to get on that team. And then one day collision said, we're not going to go play this event before like a couple weeks before a layout weekend. So I, texted mutiny i said hey give me an opportunity get let me come out to practice with you give me a shot like let me get a chance they said all right come out and i played like a couple points that weekend you know i think like two or three max um and then aaron tholey he ran vintage at the time played with those guys great group of guys themselves um aaron tholey said hey man why don't you come play with vintage 
for like kind of the rest of the season a little bit and then played with them. And then at the end of the season coming into like next year after Vegas mutiny was like, all right, well they had just won world cup too. Too mm. like they had just gotten second in the series by like a hair behind. Oh yeah. Half, which, that was like a quarter of a point or something like something crazy. Yeah, it was it, it was a phenomenal season to watch, man. And it Joey Blute ran that team very well at the time. And uh yeah, so I, I I was just so driven to be a part of that. And one day after Vegas, you know, they texted me and said, Hey, like I was on the bus on the way to a rugby game. Uh and I get a call from Tommy O'Donnell and he's like, Hey man, you ready to play for mutiny? I was like, What? Like no way. Like I was, I think 16 at the time mm-hmm. I got that call and I was like, I'm ready. I'll be there. Where do you need me? So, you know, it was instantly, I think it was, we were in California playing against the Ironmen and it went from there. And, you know, I, I, I appreciate that so much because that was the first time that they really put me in front of pro players consistently. Like that's where I got my reps, where I learned like really high level paintball, where I really got to dig into the mind game of it and be a part of a successful organization and learn how things really like work, if that makes sense. So that was, we got to play against like Uprising, Dynasty, the Ironmen, Damage. Like we, we usually split it between one weekend against the Ironman and one weekend against damage out in Florida and Tampa Bay. So that was, that was, I I wouldn't give it for the world. You know, it, it gave me so many opportunities and playing against players like Jason Edwards and, you know, uh, Kyle Spica was on the Ironman at the time. That's who I was like jousting with. Like most practice. I actually have a scar on this dude's hand. I still blame him <laughs> for that. Uh, yeah, no, that was it. I wouldn't give it for it. And then whenever we played Dynasty, I just I can just vividly remember me per, like maybe shooting one person the whole weekend and just getting stuck in the side of the head by a rod like every other point. But you know, it it taught me something. It, you know, it it really gave me a deep in depth look at how the sport is really gonna work at a high level. So that's that's how that went. And then coming to Vegas the next year they had brought in new coaching staff who said uh he had made the decision that didn't want me to play with them anymore and um yeah then went from there and you know got in a conversation with them a little bit hey man would you like to come back and I made the decision you know no I'm gonna take my own path now and gonna try and figure this out my own route but I appreciate y'all for everything and I, I still appreciate them for everything so yeah I'd love to get into kind of your next steps there I'm looking at the chat right now uh Justin Deere says there's a uh to start conversation about uh going to play in California he says there's a lot less ego in California paintball compared to Texas that's uh yeah that's a that's a destination that I want to I want to be able to get to eventually I know that uh a lot of players, a lot of teams over there in California. So much, much bigger market, or at least uh, at at this point in time. I feel like Texas has that potential to be even bigger eventually. Um, let's see what else is in the chat. Uh, <laughs> JC Lamon, who's the owner of Uno's Jerky, he says uh, when he was in sixth grade, he was still telling people to spell iCup. So let's see. Uh, 
Yeah, Chris Isaac saying golf would be close to the same as far as the the barrier to entry and expenses. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Um, and then uh, Jim Whitmer says something that I think we'll get to here in a little bit. Um, so uh, this next question is brought to us by Paintball Kumite, which is Colt Roberts training regimen. Uh, you eventually, uh, after your time with Mutiny, you swapped over to the Casey Missouri All-Stars for the 2022 season. Uh, which was this past year, you dropped back down to D2 and you won the series. So how was that season for you? I mean, ultimately, that that was the best decision I've ever made. That playing with the this team currently, it uh, uh I guess I'll start from the beginning. Uh, so I played with, I went to play with Plum Life at World Cup. They held a big tryout. It was a tryout for the Casey Missouri All Stars and for mm. Plum Life. They both held it. It was kind of, it was interesting. And they, I spoke to Leon Wunsch, our current coach. He, him and Andrew Slade at the time, they invited me to come out and try out for Plum Life. And I went out there and then both teams said, all right, now you have to decide between us. I was like, whoa, like, <laughs> I didn't know I had to make a decision here. I'm just trying to join a paintball team at this point. And, uh, you know, I, I felt like pretty horrible because, uh, I, I wanted to play with Plum or with the KC All Stars at the time. You know, I, I could see they, they really are were a driven group of guys. You know, some people were kinda in and out on Plum Life at the time and they were trying to rebuild, but KC was put together in like a strong core that had been together for a long time, which was something I really hadn't been able to play for before and I, I really envied it. And uh but, you know, out of the sole respect and the person I am, I'm not gonna I'm really not going to, you know, say, hey, later to the guys that invited me to come here and then go join the other team. So I I said, no, I have to play with Plum Life just out of the sole respect that they invited me here. Like, I appreciate everything. And Todd's like, come on, man. Like, I promise you, like, I promise you we will win. I promise you we will win. It's like, I know, I know. Like, I just have to do this. I feel so bad not doing it. And he said to me, like, bro, sometimes you just have to do what's right for you. And unfortunately, I didn't do that. I said, no, I, I have to stick with Plum Life. So, and then coming into Vegas, I, Plum Life was like, okay, we're not going to actually play. And then here I am like, oh, dude, I got to, I'm going to text Todd. I'm going to see what, <laughs> what goes on here. I call Todd. I go, hey, man. By chance, is there a spot on the roster for me to play with y'all? And he said something like, I told you, bro. I told you, bro. <laughs> I ended the phone call and added me to the chat. And he, he, he never, he hasn't lied to me yet. We won. That was, that, that was a really big thing for me. I think as a kid, I played, I, I found a lot of my successes in a WCPPL playing over there with the violence and collision guys. Um, but, I really, really wanted to like make my way up in the main stage in the NXL. And he promised me that. And he's the first one that's ever held up to that promise in the NXL for me. So I, I'll follow him until this ship dies. But um, yeah, it, uh, so we went into the first event, played with, we got placed fourth. Um, yeah, our Mac Dev paintball guns didn't help us at all with that <laughs> going into the finals uh yeah so we placed fourth there and then uh we went on to what was the next event after that was that texas after that i think so 
the minor yeah, i yeah yeah the texas minor mm. was the next one after that and uh yeah we we won that one i had just gotten done with my pledge ship for my fraternity so it was uh i was going through a lot of work with that and then got out and you know won an event with my new group of like friends which i more or less consider a family uh and in my own home state which was you know that was it was beautiful to me at the, like it, it that really rocked my emotions but like i had to collect myself and be like job's not done like it because it's not we have a whole season to go you know we uh leverage was a phenomenal paintball team at the time in that division and i mean they're still a great team they're doing well in semi-pro right now for better than us actually great guys um yeah so we went in to do fourth third a second and a first um yeah it was it was definitely interesting because going into chicago they got a i there was an incident which i'm not going to really go into but i got shot in the eye with a paintball gun and i was completely blind at the time and then in that eye and then you know come world cup time i was able it was the weekend before chicago that that happened and then you know boys pulled through as i knew they would as always you know not that i'm saying i'm a big <laughs> thing there but uh yeah i know coming into cup i had my last eye appointment uh on the first layout practice weekend so i i couldn't miss that you know we mm. we're coming into world cup about to win the series you know we're very promising team to look like we're going to win the event like i was not going to give it up for anything so i was you know my eye was still a little bit like fuzzy you know not necessarily completely healed yet and first practice back i uh i'm running running and gunning going into the corner uh i run into a bunker cuz i didn't kind of realize i had lost some peripheral vision at the time and it it's coming back now but at the time i my peripheral vision wasn't all the way back and smacked into a bunker and came down on a a bunker way and it uh cut my leg pretty deep open like straight through and that was like i remember i i cut my leg open we were playing against some d5 guys went through we ended the point and then i went in to get some pods my leg was really hurting and i felt my pant leg and it was like wet i was like no way so i like pull my pants down and I check my leg and it's like, it's a deep cut, man, about that long first weekend back. And I just remember I screamed at the top of my lungs, like a very vulgar word. I'll try and be PG on here. <laughs> it screamed a very vulgar word because like I, I looked at it and I thought, no way, no, there's no way, there's no way I'm not going to be able to play this event. Like it, it really rocked me that night. We went home, super glued it together put some gauze on it and uh, wrapped a bandage around it. You know, I sat out the next day of practice to let it heal and then kind of relaxed through the, the school week that week because I currently go to Texas Tech, so I'm doing school in the middle of all of this. And, uh, you know, we get back out there for the next weekend. I just put the gauze on it, bandaged it up, played that whole practice weekend, and then came out to World Cup. And, you know, we, we play second there, which – like man that was like the most painful thing it it was so painful because we knew what we were capable of we know who we are like there is not this our team is a unit unlike so many organizations i've played for it's like every single person on this team 
is such good friends with each and every one of each other and we play we play all 10 bodies everybody goes out there and you're so confident in every guy that's next to you like you're never not confident in the line that's out on the field with you and that's like we knew we could have won that event we knew that and that's i guess that's kind of that that's what rocked me a little bit i know it probably rocked some of the others but you know came out with a great season and um you know but you know mind forward you know you, you mm-hmm. got to look forward to it and uh i we came into this season and um yeah we this was our first semi pro season together up here and you know i i played a little bit up here but i can't say that i i want to say i was mentally probably in the exact same boat as them you know they they talked a little bit about like you know some of these some of us have played semi pro before so you know we're going to play off of your knowledge. But at the time, you know, I hadn't really been too successful in that division. So I'm like in the same boat as them. Like we got to learn together and we got to learn fast and we got to learn faster than other people are learning. So ultimately it, it's been, we missed Sunday by like one point each event. Mm. Um, and then coming into the second event, uh, I guess we, we missed that. And I had broken my collarbone prior to that. So but yeah, I, I I really wouldn't rather play with any other group of guys. Like I'll be playing with them until it's not possible anymore. So yeah, I mean that's <sighs> injuries are tough. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about there with getting injured and having to miss events. Like at the st- uh, pretty much at the start of last season, uh, I yeah. had this bad uh, back injury where you know I have. Uh, these disc, uh, disc hernias in my back to the point where I could barely walk. Yeah. And so I had to miss four events last season. Uh, one of which being the NXL event in, uh, in Dallas, the minor where, which the Texas Titans had won the previous year in D four five man. And we were, yeah. you know, going to go play in D four X ball. And so like, yeah, I, like I ended up coaching for that event barely like i couldn't even carry a case of paint it was that bad um wow and dude injuries suck especially yeah. when you're just like there watching and knowing like like i'll i guess i'll try to do everything that i can do but yeah man it's well i guess i have to say like for me one of the most painful moments about like so i broke my collarbone mm. right before the austin event in my hometown i'm from here my new family is like coming down here to meet my actual family. And it's, you know, it, it was a very big like event for me as a person, just because it there it had never been held in my hometown before. And I broke my collarbone before that. And there was just a point where, you know, Todd looked at me and he said, this is you. This is where we need you, man. Like in the middle of the match, like mm-hmm. going into a point and like, like that the way that settled with me was like i i don't want to feel that way again i i i don't i'm i'm there's so much i'm gonna have to do because i like to be crazy and adventure and do exotic crap all the time just because it's fun you know i like to experience the world and all of that but realistically like i i do have to be more careful and you know, for my friends and my parents and all of that and yeah i know I all these that more than anything all these guys that get injured, 
they never get injured on the paintball field or they very rarely do. It's always outside things that happen that ends up taking us off the field. Like for me, it was moving either a treadmill or a, a piano with, at my parents' house when they were renovating and getting new hardwood floors. Uh, like what was the injury that I, uh, that caused you to miss so much time on the field? Um, I like, so this was a collarbone injury. This is probably the longest injury I will have had and probably the biggest regret I have had. Uh, I went out, good old Marky friends gave me a text one night. I live in Lubbock. So that's kind of, he lives in San Antonio. So it's kind of on the way to Taos in New Mexico, him and uh, Sebastian Paul, my guy that plays D4 with the notorious guys. They threw me a text. Hey man. Want to be at the ski lift by 9 a.m. tomorrow or something like that? I was mm-hmm. like, it was the weekend before the first like practice, two weeks before the event. So I was like, man, I let's do it. Let's go. Let's have some fun. He's like, all right. So I'm going to drive up to Lubbock. We'll post up at your spot for, we'll have a three hours sleep and we'll head out at like four or five in the morning or whatever it was we decided to do and then drove into New Mexico, which is great time with my friends you know driving on up there and then we get to the top of the mountain and we're coming down it's late in the season it's the last run of the season sebi he hurt himself a little bit so we were like all right let's take it easy let's get to the bottom of the mountain let's get some food in us because we hadn't eaten we had you know just grabbed some drinks from the gas station filled up on gas just tried to get there by the time the lift's open because i'm an avid snowboarder myself like you want to have the full day the full capacity to do it mm-hmm. so i was on board with that completely and uh sebi got himself hurt trying to do a jump and then we were like all right let's take it easy let's get to the bottom of the mountain and uh i, I was just riding normal just casually and it was on my toe side and i had my lens my lens was fogging up so i had it in my right hand and i went to do a little turn and caught some ice and then once i flipped into the ground i was like oh like i don't want to smash my lens in so i raised my right arm up which brought my left shoulder just straight into mm-hmm. the ground. And then I'm sitting there like, yeah, that doesn't feel right. Marky's like, bro, come on, let's go down the mountain, dude. Like, come on, what are you doing? I was like, nah, dude, like, think something's like actually wrong. And he's like, nah, bro, we'll just go down there. We'll get some food. It'll be good. I'm like, no, nah, like something's kind of like clicking in here, dude. Like it does not <laughs> feel normal. And so we rode all the way to the bottom of the mountain, went and got food. You know, I'm sitting there eating like mac and cheese or something just like, oh, this is not okay. You know, I could just feel it. It was in pain. So I went over to the, went over to the ski patrol building and they told me the like worst news that like I ever received, honestly, just right before that Austin event in my hometown for the first time, as I've been saying, I'm playing a little over a decade now, you know, it's. That was that was rough. That was my dream to play an event in my hometown, and wasn't really didn't get to do it. But man, uh, it is what it is. You learn, uh, you learn. Yeah, and I hate to say that I have somewhat of a similar story there. I know Justin Deers in the chat saying tell the bike story. So last summer, um, the week, so I had gone through my back injury for a couple of months from like beginning of March all the way through like May. And eventually it's like, all right, we're just going to go with the spinal injection. Cause you know, none of the physical therapy is working. Spinal injection like makes all the pain go away. I have full range of motion and everything. 
and I'm able to start playing again. So we have this event end of July or middle of probably beginning or middle of July over in Houston. So I'm like, all right, this is going to be my first event where I actually have my full range of motion back. I'm able to play at full capacity and all that. The day before we're supposed to leave for Houston, I'm riding my bike and I hit this pothole and we're heading down hills. And so when I hit the pothole, instead of like crashing sideways, I flip forward over my bike and land on my face. And that's the, you know, we exchanged pictures before, but like, yeah, yeah, my, and that's where, if you're watching the video, that's where the scar came from right here on my eye. But I was like, I was concerned that there was something wrong with my eye. And yeah, yeah, I was like concerning feeling. It it really is a concerning feeling. I understand you on that. Yeah, I think glad you got out of that. Okay, going to the emergency room. They said that I was like, I want to say like two or three millimeters away from needing a plastic surgeon because it like it barely missed my eyelid just by that much. Which, you know, that that's the difference between like wearing a helmet or not wearing a helmet. Cause like I have the helmet over in the next room and there's like a big chunk missing on the side. So like, you know, that could, that could have gone, you know, as bad as it was, it could have gone very differently in a much worse direction, but I end up missing the event because in the emergency room, they're like, you know what, just as a precaution, we're going to give you a tetanus shot and, uh, you know, some other some other shots and I'm like, all right, well it is now Saturday and you know, my body is at 106 degrees, so I'm, I'm not going anywhere. So man, that's, that's rough. I'm glad you came out of that safe though. Yeah. Yeah. It was just gotta be thankful for the little things, honestly. Right. And if you go back to, uh, the archive here for the, in the pits episodes, if you go back to episode one, it's like, I think episode one with Colt Roberts was right before that accident. And then if you look at episode three or episode four, I've got all of this and you just, you, you can see the timeline there. Cause it's, it's just under a year all at this point. It's just like a time lapse of recovery. Yeah. Back starting at one, I'm gonna go all the way through them now. Oh yeah, so it's like I'm finally recovering from the back stuff, and then this happens, and I miss a fourth event that year. So like how like for me, recovery is at least with the back stuff. Like the you know the eye stuff's pretty much it is how it is at this point, but you know back stuff's pretty much ongoing. How's the recovery going for you? How like what's the timetable looking like? Um, so I should have an X-ray next week which will tell me more uh, about right before I left school, which is about a month ago. Now I'll say, uh, you know, he told me about three, four months, you know, and that was, that, that was awful to hear. I was not ready for that, you know, cause I walked into the office on my second checkup and I was like, look, man, I could put my arm up, like just hoping that he can, he's like, can you, can your arm move? I'm like, yeah, I'm like doing windmills in the office. Like, please, man, please tell me everything's going to do like be okay. Like I'll be able to play please. And you know, he was like, yeah, you can get into some light work workouts and you're healing well, but we're going to need to give it a little bit. And I was like, how long? And he was like, so you're asking me how long, what do you, what sport do you play? And I was like, okay, dude, this is going to sound crazy. <laughs> this is going to sound crazy. So I'm just going to show you a video. And I showed him a video of me like diving and stuff like that. Cause ultimately that's kind of really what he needed to see to really get a gist of it. And he was like, got a minute, buddy. <laughs> he got oh, a little man. bit of time to go. And I was like, Oh, it just wasn't, didn't want to hear that at all. 
but you know it's 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 been important to me you know that I get myself back to one hundred percent i I did actually wake up like freaking out the other day like man, I have to play paintball, I have to play paintball, and someone was like, "Hey, man, I'm headed to the paintball field and I was there was nothing I could do to say no like i, I last week I shouldn't have done this bad idea two weeks ago went out and uh played some rec ball. And because I, I had to get the gun in my hand, I just I felt it inside of me. It wasn't like I, I just can't be away from paintball, man. It's it hurts to do. So I, I went out there and played a couple of rec ball games. And, you know, I I apologize to the rec ball kids out there that day. I was just <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to be friendly, you know, but I trying to make know, up I for lost for- time. Yeah, trying to. But mm. I, I mean, I wasn't doing anything too crazy, but, you know, I was playing some paintball, having some fun. And, you know, I played four points and then my shoulder was, you know, a little bit sore, mm. you know, and it hasn't been sore. It's not sore currently. But once I felt that, I was like, you know, like, he's right. He's right. This is me making another dumb decision that's going to hurt myself. I have to stop now. So I stopped, gave my buddy like one of my bags of paint so he could keep going. And I obviously saved like the rest of my bags of paint so I can go out there and do drills in a couple weeks. Hopefully whenever they say, yeah, you could get into doing some drills and stuff. So, but yeah, so recovery has been good. I've been just trying to, uh, you know, with, with paintball being a lot of time in my life, I've been trying to utilize the moment to succeed in life right now. I've been, you know, getting certifications to do multiple jobs and, you know, taking an online college course, you know, to catch up with some things and, you know, just trying to, because ultimately if my life isn't going in the right direction, paintball won't be a thing for me. So I've been trying to make that such a priority while I have this time, but also stay really, really adamant on my fitness. So I've been running two miles a morning every day. And then I will do core every day also. And then I'll do legs one day, not do legs the next day, legs one day, because, you know, you can't do same muscle every single day. Right. That's not how that works. As, but if I could, I would be doing legs every day because, you know, I feel like I'm shorting myself in the gym. It's just a feeling. I don't like it. You know, so, but yeah, recovery has been going well and we're here just trying to soak in all the experience I'm getting in other places right now, which I, I really appreciate. Well, it's been awesome. I mean, good on you for making the best use of your time. I uh, I know that everybody misses having you back on the field, but at the same time, it's like the fastest way to mess yourself up is to come back too soon because that that's how you extend your timetable by another several months or possibly, you know, do some irreversible damage to yourself. So, you know, as much as it sucks and i mean i you know that i'm i'm right there with you as far as the experience like just you know be patient yeah and uh once you make your full recovery then uh yeah then we'll have you back out on the field when you are 100 percent. so i see a lot of people in the chat right here uh putting some stuff in there. I love the comments. Uh, if you want to ask Cal a question, be sure to get your questions in the chat. We'll kind of, uh, get to them kind of sporadically throughout the show. I'm trying something a little bit different instead of putting them all at the end. Uh, we'll get to them kind of as they're relevant. So, uh, next question, uh, over your, what, eight years of playing tournaments, uh, who have been some of the people that have helped you along the way? 
All right, I'll I'll have to go chronologically here. So uh, it started out, you know, whenever I first started playing Jared Sherman, you know, we'd be out there in the freezing cold at Outlaw Paintball snapping. He'd put cones on the floor, and I'd be sliding in a square, you know, for pretty decent amount of time until I got it down. And he was teaching. He he kind of built the fundamentals inside of me, which is pretty cool. I I, I appreciate him for that a lot. Um, and then. Gradually, it turned into Tyler Spies. Once I was playing Division Four, he was a big, uh, he was a big asset to my game at the time. And uh, then Jesse Stevens kind of added into that. And then once I went and played on Diesel, Jesse and Tyler just became even more of an asset for me as a kid. So they, they definitely helped build the beginning stages of my paintball career. Um, after that, I definitely have to say, like, I, I owe, like, besides my parents, obviously, most amazing people and supportive people in the world, but besides my parents, David Ramirez, obviously, I have to, I, I do a lot of this for him, too. You know, he's supported me, like, more than anything, Put me, gave me the opportunities to play high-level paintball, put me in front of pro players to play against them, told me, you know, don't be soft, like, go f- mess that guy up, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like... That's, and that's, he gave me the courage to do that. So he basically, that, he did a lot for me there. He was the one who gave, like, kind of, he vouched for me to go on to Mutiny, and he brought me into that whole community with, like, Vintage, the Violence Camp. Like, he, every single WCPPL, he's always hit me up, which, by the way, WCPPL, like, probably where I, I was able to grow the most. Um, but like yeah within the violence team the players he brought on to play with us and the players we got to play against at the time like learned a lot from him um yeah and then uh i then i guess i have to say now uh todd for giving me the opportunity and the support he gives our team the kansas city missouri or the kc sports complex that's you know that's the field is beautiful it's phenomenal and if if you guys don't know he he supports this field for our community in paintball so he uh like that field has just been our home field and he takes care of that for us and does all the background work for our team and keeps giving us more opportunities to just play against each other play more paintball gives us great deals on like loving the defy paint right now it's awesome so we're shooting great paint at a great price and he's he's really been supportive for me within these recent times so i I appreciate him a lot for that too so and then you know i gotta say my dad and my mom too like that you know you can't you can't beat that they they've always been my biggest supporters no matter where i was what i was doing i was playing paintball so i mean shoot flying you out to california for weekend practices at the age of what, 13, 14 years old, man. Oh, you know, it it took a, it it was 15 that I first flew out there Mm. and that, you know, it took, you know, I also, when I was 15 played up in Canada, Ben Challenger's always been a good buddy of mine. I went up and stayed there for 10 days with him. But you know, at the age of 15, like my parents had to kind of be like, what? Okay. So like, who are you staying with? Like (laughs) they put me on a plane and then I get a phone call once I landed at an airport. So whose house are you staying at? Like, where are you going? You know? And I'm like, Oh, you know, I got a buddy picking me up at the airport. And like, you know, at the time I was like, mom, dad, I'm okay. I'm okay. Like I'm fine. And now I look back on him. Like, (laughs) 
<laughs> thank God they trusted me. But wow, that was that was bold on them. But I mean, I appreciate that more than anything. You, it grew me as a person. For sure. And I think that speaks to the character of a lot of people in paintball. There's a lot of awesome people in paintball and especially the some of the names like of the Texas individuals that helped you along the way. They they've helped a lot of us like Jared Sherman, first name that you listed. Like when I first was like after my time with NCPA and I was looking to start like getting involved like 2019, 2020, um, you know, I was 40 pounds heavier than I am now. And Jared Sherman was the first one that kind of helped me along the, the weight loss journey. Uh, and then a couple months after that was on that first team, the I 35 all-stars that helped me get my first win in X ball. So like Jared Sherman's, uh, huge in this, in this scene, he's helped a lot of people, including myself. So shout out to you, Jared. Um, you know, Jesse Stevens, uh, constantly inviting like a bunch of us out, you know, to go drill with him or uh, do practice sessions with him. I think I'm actually going to go with him tomorrow uh, to do some drills and learn this new layout. Uh, yeah. Jesse's huge for this, for this area of paintball as well. Like just so many excellent people in paintball and yeah, it's, it's great to be a part of. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree. Like it's it's now it's beautiful because these pros are, as you said, saying, "Hey, come drill with me. Come do some drills." Like that's the best opportunity you can get. You know, like just high level players giving you their time, and that's you got to learn. The, like, as long as you can be a sponge around those people, that's that's where you'll learn the most. And you know, getting getting your head kicked in by them also that taught me miles. For sure. And anybody listening out there, like if you have one of those high level individuals, either player or coach in your area, like don't be afraid to go up and ask them for things like either ask them for tips or, uh, you know, maybe do one on ones with them or whatever, like ask them questions about the layout. Like all of these individuals remember what it was like when they were first coming up. And they also remember the individuals that helped them along the way. And they are more than happy to pay that forward or pay that back to the community. So, uh, you know, I encourage you go up, introduce yourself and, you know, make those connections with those. So, uh, this next question is brought to us by FU athletics, go to the FU athletics.com use code in the pits, 25 for 25% off of your order. So throughout your, uh, paintball career, do you have a single favorite moment so far? Um, I, I have two for, uh, I probably have three. I have three for different reasons. Um, when I first won that event at WCPPL, it was my first event I won, and it was under Collision, a name I had wanted to play for for a long time as I was a kid. We went in there, first event. I was able to get a decent amount of points in during that time, and you know we won the event, and I was I was ecstatic to be a part of that, to be a part of the win for that name because I had looked up to it for so long. Um, and then obviously the next one was the win in Texas that that spoke miles to me because that was a win in my hometown with the greatest group of guys and it or not hometown sorry home state but with the greatest group of guys and that 
that was awesome that you know you could feel that you could feel the wind in you you know we, i there was like we were just stepping out there and it just felt like we were just going through the motions and just like being ourselves together and it was just, it was the most fluid comfortable paintball event of my life it was it was unreal but it you know then the next moment which i had to say was my another favorite of mine for another reason was getting second at cup solely because i could feel like that what like what sat inside of me at, and we lost that match horrendously in the finals i i and i have to think about it because it taught me so much like man you have to be able to go to the end you have to be able to just push through all hours of the day and every single guy on that roster has to be on point and together like i you just learn so much like no matter how confident you are you have to know the motions you have to know the game and no one can drop and it was you know that that right there it it was a favorite moment of mine because i learned i i sat there and i looked back at the season at the time and i learned i felt it so that's i i was very appreciative to be able to experience that because just that sparks another fire in my mind and probably the rest of and the team itself too so that probably st still sits with a lot of us and we know we can use what we learned from that to our advantage to keep us going right now for sure and there's you know your favorite moment how about some of your favorite players to play with <laughs> uh <laughs> there's a lot of just characters man great people you know that's yep. Uh, the thing I have to say I valued most about traveling as a kid in high school and, you know, the later stages of middle school was being able to go stay and play with all races, ethnicities, cultures, religion, all of it, and stay with their families and their homes. So, like, I'll say a couple here, but, like, I won't be able to touch on every single one of them. I value playing with so many people out there, and I, I appreciate that a lot. But uh, I'd have to say I, I really enjoyed playing paintball. Obviously, I've said his name a million times, but David. And then, um, you know, I the Jits guys, you know, a great group of friends of mine, you know. I, all those guys were... You know, kind of, it was the first time I really played with a bunch of people around my age. It was pretty cool, you know, so I, I appreciated that. The awesome, fun dudes. Um, yeah, and then some specific players, let's think. I, uh, on Diesel, you know, I, I played with Nick Myers and I'm still good friends with him today. That was, that was awesome. I also played with the Caprock Cavalry guys and, you know, Jake Kennedy. Matt Griffith, you know, all those guys, great friends of mine. They were good fun to play paintball with. Um, on Mutiny, Josh Nevius, that's a very notable one. He was that guy. I don't even, I can't even describe what that guy is. Or, like, he's just, he's awesome. He's just great. He's character, like, phenomenal paintball player uh, when he wants to be. And, uh, you know, he's doing his life now, so proud of him. And, yeah, he was a great one to play with, you know, Andy Horvath, Jason McDonald, um, you know, that whole couple guys from over there. Uh, someone I really appreciated was Jerry. Jerry was coaching us on Mutiny. 
And he was the one who was like, hey, you want to play paintball? Prove it to me. And he he really worked with me to get me, you know, put on the field playing high-level paintball, too, like for the team. So that was – I appreciate Jerry a lot for that. But those those are just a couple names. But, man, there's – I could name so many people that I appreciate that have helped me and, you know, picked me up from airports at ungodly hours of the evening. And, yeah, so – I'll just have to go from there. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Uh, so looking at the chat, uh, now's y'all's last chance to get in. Uh, any questions uh, before we get to the end of our show? Uh, so moving forward and looking ahead, uh, this question is brought to us by Hydra. Uh, so the Casey, Missouri All-Stars, they are not signed up for Philadelphia. So are y'all making a plan to return later this year? Or what What's up for the rest of the season? So, you know, there was a, I, I'm injured, you know, and that doesn't really hold it all back, obviously, because they're more than capable, of course. Um, Todd, Todd Boyer, congratulations to him. He's expecting his next child here soon during around that time. So, you know, it, it's a hard time for him. And with how we've placed, we're not necessarily in the running for winning the series. And it's a, quite an expensive event to get to. Uh, there's a couple other little, just like background things, nothing crucial to the team at all. Just like, you know, some stuff we got to figure out and just put together a little bit before, uh, you know, we, we go for that full run. Um, but I, what I will say is that they've made the decision to play WCPPL, uh, to go and step into the premier division and play one of those WCPPLs instead of Philly, which I'm super excited to watch them play because that was an event that I loved a lot myself. I find Mike Hinman runs it amazingly and I learned a lot over there and I'm, I'm excited to see them go, you know, play against and a bunch of people that I grew up playing against and they, they'll get to experience some of the things I experienced playing over there. So that's, and I feel like they'll do great. They'll do awesome. So I'm proud of them with that, but I, and I, I wish I could be there so bad, but They'll do great at that. It'll be awesome. For sure. I mean, glad to hear that y'all aren't just hanging it up for the rest of the season. Uh, y'all are still no. playing. Um, yeah. Never. I mean, WC is definitely a good event. I'm excited to, that uh, Mike Hinman just purchased the USXBL, and uh, we're actually going to get to have him on the show in two weeks. So uh, get get to chat with him. I know he's been doing a lot of different podcasts. Like He's been on Play the Game. I think uh, one of the guys from Greed had him on earlier this week. I think yesterday morning, actually. I think, uh, was it Robert Jordan interviewed him from Greed? Uh, and then I know he's uh, just talked to Paintball Nerd as well. So uh, hopefully I'm not going to double dip on too many questions that he's already answered. You know, give him a little bit of variety. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, some exciting things that are happening in Texas. So uh Let's see, looking in the chat real quick um, from uh, Brandon Ortega from Bem Raps. Uh, he, he asks, uh, do you have a favorite Texas pro player? Favorite Texas pro player. That's that's a hard one. Uh, you know, I'm going to don't I don't want him to hear this, but if he hears <laughs> it, so be it. But it's it's gonna be it's gonna have to be Jesse. Jesse, he supported me a lot as a kid, man. And he, uh, 
you know, those three hour drives with an annoying 15 year old are not always easy, you know, <laughs> me. So I, so like, and he would just spew on with paintball about me, teaching me about the old days while I was younger. And, uh, you know, while I was at the field, Greg at the time kind of made him like, he was kind of like, Jesse, that's your job. Like <laughs> you got to take care of that. And, uh, you know, he, he taught me a bit like he'd invite me like before the ultimate shootout i would go out to x factor and me and him would drill like beforehand you know and in the recent years it's been hard for me to get out and go drill with him and stuff like that and probably still need to reach out again but um yeah it's it's been hard with college and stuff like that but i'd have to say jesse i I like watching him succeed because i I watched where he kind of came from i watched his growth coming from semi-pro diesel into the pro team and then over to x factor so i I enjoy watching him be successful for sure for sure shout out to jesse uh let's see other people on the chat uh see a bunch of people giving out love i'll just call them by name real quick uh skull monkeys paintball one of the new uh partners uh let's see chris ariaga jim whitmer max hale see who else is in here cameron taylor um see chris isaacs non-paintball names in there love you mm-hmm. all <laughs> uh let's see justin deer asked another question he asks um let's see let me find it again real quick uh yes uh who inspires your swag on the field who inspires my swag on the field honestly as long as i look cooler than todd boyer i i don't really <laughs> care it's just not that hard to do but like as long as i look cooler than todd like you know, that's, that's the goal. Love it. All right. Uh, next question. Let's, let me see if I can find it. Uh, also from Brandon of BEM raps, he asks you, what was your craziest crossroads decision that you had to make to grow in paintball? It's a good one. Um, you know, it was one of the things that's hard for me is I don't, I don't like leaving a paintball team for no reason. I, I I don't like doing that. And my time I was playing with the Jits crew and uh whenever I was playing out there, like as I said earlier, great group of guys, enjoyed playing paintball with them a lot, but uh financially it was just very difficult and I I didn't want to bail on them at the time. Like I really didn't and I just had to because flying from Texas to Florida was just so so much more difficult for whatever reason and it the it, it just it wasn't viable so playing out in, and then i went back i chose to go back out and play in california which it, it benefited me a lot it really did i went back to playing the wcppl and i have to say i learned so much playing the premier division in that league like if there's a player trying to get to the next like high level step into the premier division and go you know prove yourself that's that's where i feel like i learned a lot and you know i'm not saying i'm there yet i'm not pro i'm not i wouldn't even say i'm anywhere in the realm of a semi-pro yeah i haven't proved myself but what what allows me to be where with the team i'm playing with and compete with them and all of that i think it came from wcppl so my decision going back and playing wcppl was definitely the one that that was difficult but had to make that decision well, uh, the WC has definitely uh, shown themselves to be a premier uh, tournament series and competition across all levels. 
Uh, so next question is from Sanchito Papacito, and that is uh, Alexander Agosto of uh, TKO Texas Knockout. Uh, he asks, uh, what is your favorite mutiny moment? Oh, wow. That's a... <laughs> That's a one. That's a wild one. I, you know, I'll try and I gotta think of one that I can say and not get in trouble. You know, it's, <laughs> there's there's a couple. Um, honestly, it was uh, you know, we went out and we had a practice with the Ironmen, and we um, you know, they gave me. Like, like there was just a point in time where they were giving me an opportunity to like really show out and play my game of paintball. And I was having a really great day of paintball against a professional team and it, it felt comfortable. It I didn't feel any other level like there, there wasn't, you know, it felt so equal and it felt great. And then, you know, after we had a, here, I'll get. I'll give you another one. Another one's. Uh, I get off a plane in LAX, and Nevius walks up to me in a pair of black Tims, you know, and the soles are coming off of one of them. And uh, he comes up to me. He's like, "Man, I was talking to this stewardess. She was really pretty, and <laughs> I was chewing bubble gum, putting it in between the soles of my Tims, so I could like stick my bu- my Tims together, so she didn't see that I was uh." That that my Tims were sliced in half, and then I get up, and the bubble gum didn't work, and she caught me, dog. And that I remember like vividly crying in the airport, like <laughs> laughing after that moment. But there were a couple others, but for another time. <laughs> Love it. All right, so we're pretty much at the end of our show. This is something that I ask everyone. So brought to us by Get That Shot. Message Get That underscore shot on Facebook or Instagram for media coverage at the upcoming NXL Philadelphia event or at the next BunkerFest event. Uh, Shout out to Get That Shot, one of the, I think actually the first sponsor that I had on the show. So shout out to you, Carlos. Uh, So is there any... Anybody in paintball, teams, players, brands, or projects that have caught your attention lately, who do you think in paintball deserves more recognition for what they're doing? Um, you know, shout out uh, All Heart Paintball, my boy Trey Goodwin, T. Goody. Hit him up, get your ski masks and your shysties. He's really started moving with that, I think. I just want to let you know for the pale boys out there that just turn red and don't tan at all in any way shape or form get yourself a shysty fine tray at the event they go quickly but you'll be more than happy you did it i was skeptical at first because i thought it would be hot and stuff like that but my favorite piece of headgear so start there um you know shout out carbon paintball carbon paintball like i i have now had every single company in this sport as you know a sponsor whatever we really want to call that um in lower division paintball but uh yeah no carbon has definitely they're the most personable guys they it's you you walk in the tent and it's like you're just hanging out with your friends you're saying some funny stuff with them they're shooting back with you they don't take themselves too serious but they are very serious about what they do and they all their gear like the mask the seat i love the mask to death man i got the prototype and i haven't worn anything since um yeah and their underlayers phenomenal i'm sure half of the sport at least wears their underlayer now so yeah shout out carbon paintball 
uh, weapons paintball too for our jerseys and you know other merchandise such as these shirts. Hit the link. Um, and then yeah, KC Sports Complex. Currently, the KC Sports Complex there. The that field is the field of dreams, and do not be afraid to reach out to any of us on the team or Todd directly about coming and playing at the field. If you want to bring your team out, there will be players out there to play with you. There will be barely priced paint. And it's in this defy paint. Todd has now got it all stored up there at the field. So, you know, we have so many different options for paint. So we're never, you're not going to pull up and have a bad day shooting paint because there's so much and it's all so properly taken care of. So, yeah, the Defy Paint also, I'll have to shout them out too. And then uh, I think uh, just one last thing. This kid Chris Johnson passed away uh, last year during Thanksgiving break. I uh, I was coaching a D5 team just because I wanted to, you know, help some kids out, teach them the sport. And uh, Chris passed away last Thanksgiving. So, you know, prayers out to him and his family. Kid didn't deserve it beautiful amazing human being and you know he would have still been here balling with us today maybe playing higher than this division we were at at the time so figured i'd shout that out yeah for sure all right uh yeah just one final look at in the chat uh yeah that looks like that does it for our show so this final thing brought to us by compete which is gel stewart's brand Message them on Facebook or Instagram and mention In the Pits for 10% off of your order of soft goods. So, Cal, thank you so much for your time. Do you have any last shout-outs or things you'd like to say before we sign off? Yeah, shout-out my mom and dad. Love y'all. Best people on the planet. Shout-out the All-Stars. What, shout, yeah, shout-out the violence community. All of that. So, thank you all for supporting and can't wait to see you all around. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. All right. So uh, that does it for our show. Thank you, everybody, so much for tuning in. Be sure to go follow Cal at Cal Leach on Instagram. What other guests would y'all like to see on the show? Be sure to leave a comment down below. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. The show goes live weekly here on youtube.com slash at in the pits paintball podcast. And recordings are posted to YouTube, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify the next day. Quick shout out to my partner and sponsor to your subscribers. We've got a lot of them now. Uh, first, FE Athletics, Get That Shot, Paintball Kumite, Compete, Bem Raps, Skull Monkeys Paintball, Uno's Jerky, Hydra, and XTPL Events. So we will see you all next week for episode 52, which will be our one-year recap and also uh, doing a little bit of NXL Philadelphia preview. So Cal, thank you so much. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Had some fun.